Hey guys, TJ here. Very excited for you to listen to this episode. If you've ever had the realization that you have differences in your relationship and you need to know what do I do about it, is it possible that we can actually fix this, overcome this? In this episode, another zero hype, honest, raw, unedited conversation between my wife Savannah and I. You're going to be hearing us talk about all kinds of differences, whether it's the courtship process and how that was new for me and what we did about that and and how to respond in a way that I think is healthy and something that I think any man and woman can gain from that part of the conversation to communication style differences, family upbringing, different dynamics in education, perspectives on the world, faith, and how we actually live that out, what that looks like. I'm telling you, God did a number in me when we were dating, when Savannah and I were dating, and that carried into our marriage and helped us be set up for uh, really just like a healthier foundation. And, and it's been evident in the first couple of years of marriage. We speak from a place of not being experts, not being the authority, but we speak from a place of having gone through a lot of difficulty early on in our relationship and, and really just being brought through the valleys of that difficulty with God and each other and having to make hard choices. And so in this episode, you're going to hear a little bit about that, a little bit more about that, and specifically overcoming judgment and differences in relationships. So whether you're single or married, I know you have something to benefit from. If you're dating, you absolutely have something to benefit from. Um, and if you do get value, please go ahead and just leave a review. Um, send us a message. Find me on Instagram at TJ Loeffler. Send us a message. Um, you can find my wife through my feed. Um, but we'd love to hear from you. If you have any more questions, if you'd like to hear from us specifically or, or hear from Savannah specifically about something more you hear about in this episode or others, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much for being here. We appreciate you. We are here today to talk about overcoming our differences <laughs> with Savannah and TJ. <laughs> Are we that different, though? You know what? I think we're pretty much the same person. <laughs> LOL. Yeah, we're identical. We're very similar in many ways, but we are massively different. We are nothing alike. <laughs> in many other ways. We are very, very, very different. Okay, let's start with the similarities. And I think people need to hear this because... One of the big challenges is we limit ourselves based on the idea that we need to have a certain agreement with somebody to... Live with them forever? Yes. <laughs> and it's like, you know, here's the thing is it's actually a lot of those agreement, a lot of those preconceived ideas of who we, who we can and can't be with. You know, I used to think, oh, I never could be with somebody who didn't go to college. I actually thought that. And it was a cultural thing from where I grew up. And by the time I met you... Mine was, find someone that doesn't go to college. <laughs> that's cr And that's crazy. <laughs> no, not fully. No, I'm totally kidding, but kind of not kidding. Well, I mean, okay, so we're talking about differences. You know, if we, if we mention the similarities, if I pause that... Okay, similarities, go back. Similarities. <laughs> so... We're similar in that we both like to have fun. We're both adventurous. Yes. We both love Jesus. Yes. We both have like an edgy side, like a, how would you describe We're both that? very sassy and sassy. opinionated yes. and aggressive at moments. Me less, you more. It's how we express it, I think, that's very different, though. Correct. Yeah. We both 
have... like to eat. Yes, we both like to eat. We both... Like eat, though. <laughs> like we like to eat. We though. like to eat till we feel sick. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's a true story. Paris 2019. That oh, was a situation. Yeah. TJ was sick in bed on our honeymoon. Because... Because of all the food. Because of the food. <laughs> I got sick because of the weather. <laughs> I got sick, I think, because I ate too much. <laughs> sick. <laughs> so fun. I don't That's know like how That's like your it works. first impression with like, hey, we're married. <laughs> I like to overindulge on food until I throw up. <laughs> it was a problem. But we, we're gotten, we've gotten better. We're much, I mean, day 100, we went probably into the 100 something on our meal plans right now. Been yeah, it's been fire. If you've been following, thanks for the support. <laughs> Shout out, Ben. Thank you for helping us get right. Anyway, that's what we've been doing. Yeah, during quarantine. So when we actually, to that point, when we set our minds to something, yeah, it's over. Yeah, it's true. We're both both very uh, driven. And And even that's expressed differently. Yes. You've taught me how to be driven with peace rather than striving for performance and achievement and... Being More just with patience. <laughs> and having patience, yes. <laughs> patience is important. Um, so, you know, maybe just other similarities just to, because I, I like this. What's the core similarities that you were looking for and, like, desiring? But didn't have to be, like, a make or break. For me, and it's weird because at the time, faith was, like, a different, it had a different meaning. The word faith was important to me. I think it was, I didn't know that I was looking for like your type of authentic faith though, because I didn't have that yet myself. Mm -hmm. I was on that journey. Yeah. But that was important to me. Um, Kind heartedness, intellectual. I remember, remember I wrote these down? Yeah. Right before I met you. It was crazy. We both ended up doing that before we met each other. Mm -hmm. We both had a little baby list. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I just need to make mine simpler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Simple, clean. And I don't think there's anything wrong with a list. I also think that you shouldn't put yourself in a box because the list will change. Yeah. As your experiences change, as your perspective changes, so do, so do your desires. And, and so do the people. The people, that's right. Well, but the, but the key thing is, you know, I remember I... I like I wanted somebody who was gorgeous. I didn't. I wanted a beautiful person, but I wanted a gorgeous woman. And I remember that about you. Wow. I remember you. that, and I wanted to have that similarity in terms of a desire for an active lifestyle, mm-hmm. which we both share, and the adventurous nature. Um, like I, I, that's a part of who I am. I, I don't want to live a normal life, whatever normal means. Yeah. What was an abnormal um, thing that you were looking for similar? Like, what was an abnormal similarity? Abnormal similarity. Because I feel like, you know, people want to know the meat. They want to know. <laughs> Honestly, no. It was that um, I didn't know this at the time, but I wanted them to be able to see in my soul like I can see theirs. It's true. I actually didn't know that. But I mean, well, <laughs> but it's it's something I've learned over time. Yeah. I didn't realize it at the time either. Yeah. But I've learned, like, 
you know, we've been talking about that recently. It's mm-hmm. like somebody will say, oh, you, you know, TJ stared into my soul. It's like, <laughs> you do the same thing. You know, you do mm-hmm. the same thing. And, and you know, I, I, you have a different way of doing it. Yeah. But it's that the word is depth. You have that depth to you that is extremely valuable to me. Mm-hmm. So I'd say that's unique, abnormal. Um, and I wanted to be able to laugh a lot. I got you, boo. <laughs> <laughs> we do laugh a lot. People think I'm very serious sometimes, but... He is. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I'm with you. Um, and, uh, okay, differences. Differences. Overcoming differences is key. Overcoming differences, yes. I think it's more about acknowledging differences first because I think sometimes we're in denial when we're with people that we really like. (laughs) We're like, you're cute and funny and there's something about you that drives me nuts but I actually don't want to tell you or myself. (laughs) So I think being honest and you know, actually being like, okay, that's the difference in how do we actually communicate this difference? How do we talk about this? Because it'll come up sooner or later. Oh, believe me, it'll come up. <laughs> like, for example, the courtship process, which wasn't even a process in my head, and it was a whole thing for Savannah, <laughs> and I had no idea, and that was a big difference to start off our that relationship. That was the difference. It was so smooth. It was like butter. <laughs> Savannah and I had been talking for months unbeknownst to... I didn't want to tell anybody because I wanted to keep it a secret for myself. Because I liked it for myself. <laughs> for good reason. <laughs> for good reason. Because I had just got out of a relationship for a very long time. And I think I just needed space to make decisions on my own. And to not have everybody's opinion involved in it. And the previous relationship, there wasn't a crazy amount of opinions, but the ones that were important to me, I just, I think I needed to, yeah, I just needed to take some space and just learn how to mess up or succeed, which I did. (laughs) Yes. I ended up flying to go meet her family after I thought we were already dating, to ask her dad if we could date. Yeah. And um, So he asked me if he could, he's like, can I be your boyfriend? And I was like, yes, but <laughs> you need to talk to my dad. <laughs> and so it was still like this, how do we figure this out? Because I was still trying to figure out how to be my own person, and but involve my parents and... And how old were you at the time, too? 23. 23. So you're involved in your parents even at 23. Right. And to me, that was a totally different world because the world I grew up in, you're 18, you're, you're out. You're 13. <laughs> <laughs> Almost, yeah. No. <laughs> like, it's like, I mean, you involve your parents. It's not that they don't want to be involved. I love my parents, you know, want honor them, all that. But it was more just like, they're what, you know, a 23-year-old woman. She can make a decision on her own, and now I'm having to involve the whole family. I didn't learn. And so for me, here's the first big difference. Ta-da. And it was like, uh, I have a lot of judgment. 
<laughs> I did. I know. <laughs> I had a lot of judgment. I'm I thinking. I felt it all. <laughs> and here's the thing that my mother-in-law taught me, and I say it to you guys all the time. We cannot have what we judge. It's, yeah. We it cannot. Can. We cannot have what we judge. And I, because, honestly, by the grace of God, I'm serious. My mind was open. My heart was open. And I was just like, I know this is a God thing. Because of that, I went into the whole situation saying, okay, I can be more humble. I can be more humble. Meaning, and I, frankly, I look back, I'm like, man, I wasn't that humble. But I remember thinking to myself. It was a choice myself, to be humble, though, which is humility. You that's, know? that's mic drop from my <laughs> wife. You're going to hear a lot of those. You can rewind that. Um, so, yeah, I had to make that choice. And honestly, your dad really led by example because, mm-hmm. for example, when I flew out there, I remember him saying, I'll clear my schedule. Yeah. And I remember that. And, you know, to this day, I'm proud that he's he's my dad. You know, he's he's um, I'm his family. He's my family. And, and, he, and he leads so humbly. He makes that he makes that choice. You know, he mm-hmm. messes up, makes that choice, though. Um, and so but that was the big difference. And so the first step in overcoming that difference was really, like you said, acknowledging it. Mm-hmm. OK, hey, we have a different process here. Right. And then me having to. And I remember we had this conversation. I remember I talked with you. I was like, hey, I can't be the one who's talking with your parents all the time. Like, you got to tell them what the deal is. Mm-hmm. And so it was a two, it it's wasn't just me. Yeah, it was me not getting defensive. Yes. Because, oh, he doesn't want to own up and, you know, do be the man or I don't know, whatever can go through your head at that time. But it was me being like, oh, you know what? This is a partial ownership and I actually need to take part and do my part of communicating because that's how it's actually supposed to be. (laughs) And you made that, that was your choice to be humble too, if I'm real. It was a both people meeting in the middle Mm -hmm. saying, hey, we have a difference. Whose ownership is over what and Mm -hmm. can we move forward together? And that was, honestly, that was a huge deal to me because if you hadn't taken ownership and started that process with your family to say, hey, guys, like, I didn't tell you about this and that right. and the other, then I would have felt like you just pushed it all on me, mm-hmm. and I would have felt resentment. Mm-hmm. Even if I had done everything the same, mm-hmm. I still would have felt that resentment in my heart, which is what a lot of people do, and then they just continue living their relationship without forgiveness. It's called unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. And then you have messy stuff show up, <laughs> and it looks like, you're triggered because your wife says something to you that shouldn't trigger you, mm-hmm. but it's really unforgiveness hidden from that first time when you were dating it. You never actually, you know, addressed it and forgave one another. Yeah. So well, that was one big difference. It's a wrap. That's it. <laughs> I think we nailed it. <laughs> Be humble. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> Until next time. No. <laughs> I think there's a I think there's an important one though that we should talk about just our context difference differences because you grew up 30 countries before 20 or something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. You know, me same house my whole life through 18, go to college, same state, you know, then go to New York, that was a big deal for me. But before that, you know, up until I was 20 something early 20s it was like Hey, straight line road. This is the path to stability, which my parents did intentionally, you mm-hmm. know, being adopted. They wanted to have us. I remember my dad, he, like, as I got older, I started learning he did that intentionally. Your parents also did what they did intentionally. <laughs> yeah. 
You yes, know? they definitely did. <laughs> and lived in living in faith, mm-hmm. right? And it was powerful. The story, their story is incredible. Um, just how how humble they are. Honestly, there's a lot of you know perspectives people have on what decisions we make with our lives, whether we live stable lives or crazy you know faith led lives where we're, we've got a lot of instability. But your parents are incredibly humble. But for how much change you went through up until you were 20, doing homeschooling, I mean, tell, like share a little bit about what your upbringing was like, and then I'll share a little bit about mine so we can kind of see that difference and how that showed up. Well, he basically already explained my upbringing, <laughs> so I really not too much more to tap on, but I, I traveled a bunch before I was 20. My parents just kind of raised me very, very differently than probably most of America. Um, but yeah, I, they, they taught me a lot, but then they also like in the ways that they wanted me to see how they live their life. But then they also just kind of pushed me out there and were like, Hey, you know what? Like, this is your own journey. This is your own faith. This is like the path that you get to choose if you want it. Um, but as far as even our differences with our upbringing, that was a fear of mine from the previous relationship because there was a lot of judgment on my family and how I was raised and like how the person just saw how I lived my life. And there was always that kind of clash and I was always kind of scared. Honestly, that's probably why I didn't tell my parents about it. I think I was just scared of the fact that I was like, I don't know how this person is going to react to my family because it's there's nobody else like my family and the way I grew up. Like we grew up traveling with a hundred something different people, but I wasn't going to marry any of those people, <laughs> any of them. So I was like, well, I've got to find another fish in the sea and see what happens. So it was just, I was, yeah, I think it was more, it was more just daunting um, because there, there was like a very, very big difference. Um, But yeah, I think that was something that we'd had to work through. And that was an example even of TJ saying like, hey, he just humbled himself and was like, hey, okay, let's see what they have to offer. And like, maybe I can learn from them. And I also know a lot of um, cross-cultural marriages go through this 10 times more (laughs) harder and more extreme having to go through language barriers and cultural barriers um and we went frankly we went through those we went through cultural barriers for sure for sure but i know some people go on another level with Correct. Culturally. <laughs> yeah, we, you know, there's, there's, you know, oh my gosh, you could get an ethnicity, race, you know, all, all kinds of different things. But I think we, Savannah and I, literally, I mean, growing up math and science school, you know, like I said, being the same home my whole life, and just not exposed to that kind of faith that Savannah grew up with in terms of people actually living a lifestyle, not just like, a religion. It's mm-hmm. not a religion. It's a relationship with a real God. It's a real thing. It's a. It's like a, when you actually believe it, your life cannot stay the same. And for me, that was actually, I was like, I was interested because I thought it was something unique and you can't not be. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I was the New York Times reader. 
mm-hmm. who had judgment on everybody and just followed the crowd of majority who wants to uh, bring a critical eye to the uneducated mm. uh, people in the world because if you're not educated and you don't know anything apparently, mm. which is, and that's not to say, um, you know, I'm saying that from a standpoint of what does education mean? You know, right. there's a real superiority mentality. If you don't go to certain schools, then you're uneducated, mm-hmm. you know, forget about homeschooling. It's just, if you don't go to these schools, mm-hmm. you know, you're not educated. And so the, I fell into that camp of superiority mentality, which is total, uh, it's wrong. And I had to, thankfully, God opened my eyes to like, whoa, there's so much that I am so not aware of. Mm. And, um, you know, I think navigating, I grew up with a Catholic background uh, that scared Savannah at first. (laughs) I remember at the time I was still wearing a cross and I don't wear a cross anymore, but I remember, you know, that's what, but that's what, my faith meant to me for a long time is it was a symbol, not a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It was a symbol. Yeah. And it meant something to me. It didn't mean it didn't mean something. So if you wear a cross, like, good for you. Like, that's not a problem. Mm-hmm. It was just, for me, it was not a lifestyle choice mm-hmm. because I hadn't encountered a God who loves me in a meaningful way where I couldn't stay the same. I was just following a set of rules written down and frankly, I wasn't even following those rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was following what I thought was like, you know, live this way to live your life right. Check these boxes and you're going to be good with God. Not, oh my gosh, it's one thing to know God exists. It's another thing to know that he knows you exist. And that is the revelation I had when I met Savannah and saw how she lived. And I was like, well, there's something way different about this woman. And so I think in overcoming differences, Mm -hmm. the interest in you uh, really helped me get past my judgments, Mm. if I'm honest, Mm -hmm. you know, and the ownership you took to meet me halfway also gave me confidence that we were growing because I wasn't, you know, Absent-minded, I, I I knew that it takes two people. You got to grow together, mm-hmm. and that it's not going to be the same. So you just got to. It's not about you're going to have several marriages with the same person. You're gonna, you know, you got to grow together, change together. So I saw I was looking for that, but yeah, the faith thing is something that people ask me about. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, I'm dating with so and so, and they have this background, and how did you and Savannah? And it's like, honestly, we just met halfway. Yeah. And sought understanding. I mean, I remember you asked me a lot of questions. I asked you a lot of questions. I um, also remember just sending him like so much stuff all the time. I think because... You didn't force it though. I didn't force it. But I also knew you were so hungry. That's right. And yeah. you were in a place where you were like, I want to learn. I want to grow. And something my dad always told me, and it's because it's who he is, was he's like, find someone that's humble and teachable <laughs> And that's 100% TJ. And so I, not to like see someone that will change, but to see someone that will grow with you because you just, you don't want to, you don't ever want to change somebody in a relationship. That's not the point. That's manipulation. <laughs> when they change because of your influence, right. that's leadership. Exactly. Exactly. I think... A question I have for you 
Shoot. Is how do you think we navigated the differences in our communication? One of the most difficult <laughs> things I have ever encountered in my life. I think this is our biggest difference. 100% <laughs> exclamation point. If I can make it even more, you know, like font 50, like huge, huge challenge. Now, here's the thing. Savannah thinks in photos, pictures. Colors. Colors. I think in words. <laughs> Now, it's not to say that I can't think like she does. I do believe in growth. I'm not the person to say, I'm the way I am. Leave me alone. However, I'm very particular with words. Why? Because I grew up with a lot of misunderstanding and miscommunication in my upbringing. And so I became very, very good. Are you talking like that? <laughs> it, it triggered me. It triggers me. Can you see I'm triggered? Yeah, you're trying to emphasize or like just... Very good. Communicate very well. And no, but here's the thing. It made me attentive, right? Forget about being good. It just made me attentive to certain words. Yes. Hey, if you say this, do you really mean that? Yeah. And I became, and here's the other thing. I also had this undercurrent of like this people pleasing. I'm not a people pleaser. I'm not in agreement with that. I have had a tendency to please people because for a long time I felt I was responsible for other people's happiness. Yeah. There's a whole there's a whole like story behind that. But my point in sharing that is I want Savannah to be happy. And so <laughs> in her communication, you know, and that's a natural want and desire, fine. I'm also not responsible for her happiness. Mm -hmm. Right? So I want to communicate with her effectively, but her way of communication was very much more in person. Even just physical touch is a way of communication for her mm -hmm. that was so new to me. I was like, I have my own space. Why are you, you know, <laughs> tapping me? You're tapping. Why are you tapping me? What do you want? Like, what is this tapping? And it wasn't like, I don't know, I'm, I'm making it maybe bigger than it is, but the subtle, like, you know, if you're, yeah. I now know when your hand is on my shoulder like this, you're communicating something to me, mm -hmm. but I, it took me a long time. Yeah. And I would get frustrated because I was like, Savannah, use your words, you know, <laughs> help me help you. Um, and we still, we still sometimes have that problem. So what, AKA earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> so how, uh, how we've navigated it. We've become more gentle. I think that's key. I think that's been very helpful for us, I think, to step back and not get defensive or aggressive. And um, it's so easy to, you know, interpret the, interpret the things that they're communicating the way you want it, you, the way you think it, they're saying it. And I think that's where the communication differences kind of would always clash between the two of us. But I think us, I think us being slow to speak has been the biggest. I used to be so harsh with my words. I used to be awful. Yeah, they really hurt. <laughs> I used to be so harsh with my words. I, I, I know that words are my, like, they're my gift for mm -hmm. sure. 
And it's not that I have this extensive vocabulary. It's more that God gives me, he gives me something. I'm like, mm, that, like, I know that that hits home with mm-hmm. somebody and I can speak into somebody's heart. I can also do so much damage that way. Cause I yeah. know the way there. And, and honestly, the number one thing that's helped our relationship is God healing my heart. Yeah. For, from, from the communication standpoint. I think both of us. I think 100% both of us. Us both getting an understanding, like we were saying earlier, an understanding of our worth and our value. And, you know, I think us just becoming more confident in who we are helps a ton with us not using our gifts to slit each other's throats. <laughs> that so was extreme. <laughs> I know. Oh why is this so extreme? I mean... Yeah, that's aggressive. Yeah. But I feel like that's what that's what it does. I never hear anything like that come so, out of your mouth. <laughs> I feel like that's what our like when our gifts are turned into something evil, it it it'll crush you. It'll it'll sting for years. Honestly, if I'm real right now, I hurt you in our dating relationship that still carries over into our marriage. Mm-hmm. And it's it's healed a lot. Yeah, it has healed. We a lot. have you and I both. However, I know that, and I see it every once in a while. Mm-hmm. It still lingers a little bit because of that one thing I said when I was hurt. Mm-hmm. That is not truth. Yeah, it was just me projecting my hurt on yeah. you. And even as even if it was the way I felt at the time, that it's not necessarily true. Mm-hmm. It's the reality of how I was feeling because I was hurt. Right. And the truth sets you free. Mm-hmm. Reality is, can be very different. Yeah. And so when we're not rooted in truth, and I think we, did we talk about this in the other episode about worth? Yeah. Being, right, rooted in it's truth, value. meaning, yeah, valuing. Like, if you're not rooted in truth and understanding who God says you are, for example, and you're receiving how somebody's feeling from a place of being hurt in your relationship, well, guess what? You're just going to be hurt, you know? And even if you know truth about who God says you are, you can still be susceptible to being hurt in that relationship. Fine. Yeah. But let's just say it's a stronger defense. Um, and I don't mean being defensive. I mean, you have a stronger guard on your heart mm-hmm. when truth is the barrier mm-hmm. versus if you just open yourself up to the hundred percent affirmation of what that person says about you is hundred percent true. Mm-hmm. I think something we like we could emphasize on is the difference between being undefendable and being honest. Because I think we have this, you know, it's almost like an out where we're like, oh, I'm undefendable. Like, you don't, that doesn't hurt. That doesn't hurt. And you hear that often. But then what we were saying earlier, you come back years later and they freak out on you. What does undefendable mean? Um, being undefendable. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, that's that's language, for example, that you're used to. Yes. Right. Yes. So what? And you know, we've. So when you're offended, and then when you're unoffended. I got it. But I mean, the unoffended heart. Yes. So what does that practically look like? So there is a way to have a heart that is unoffended. Okay. Where you can choose to. I'm trying to think of an example. Um. Somebody calls you a name, and you could allow that to just fester and like just get worse and worse inside your mind. 
And you can let that just grow and you can just hold this grudge and unforgiveness towards somebody. Or you could be like, I'm going to be unoffended. I'm going to forgive. I'm going to let go. You know, but I, I think there, there is a little bit of a, a gray area when it comes to that, when people just actually aren't being honest and they're not saying that hurt. Let's talk about this. Like, I don't like the way you treated me. I need you to do this, you know, and I think that's even more about us understanding ourselves, you know, and I think that'll, that, that is such a big deal when it becomes to, when it comes to communication and your differences in communication. Yeah. So it's, it's, in other words, yeah, you could be a heal, healed whole person who knows truth mm-hmm. about yourself and still have that conversation where you're like, Hey, that's not okay. Right. Yeah. I think that's healthy. Yeah. Actually, I think it's necessary mm-hmm. because you got to, we, not you got to, you do teach people how to treat you. Yeah. And I think, and in, in even just to the point of, of, you know, overcoming differences uh, and overcoming differences, I think recognizing where people are at in their offense with their heart. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you had eyes that I didn't have. You had sight I didn't have about myself. Mm-hmm. Because you had seen so many people go through the journey I was on. To me, that was a totally new process. Nobody around me knew what was going on, but you did. Mm-hmm. So you were able to see, hey, he's still like in this process of actually getting his heart healed yeah. from ABC things in his past, things spiritually, things emotionally. You saw it all, but to you, that was second nature. To me, it was totally different. Mm-hmm. So I think if somebody in the relationship is mature enough to be able to see mature doesn't come necessarily with age it comes with understanding Mm. right and so if you're mature enough to see and you're responsible enough to accept the responsibility of acknowledging that you have to be the bigger person there that can say hey they're not at this point in the journey and the way that they get from point a to point b is through grace and love and mercy not through control manipulation and uh you know whatever other tactic i can use to try and change them Mm. I think that is going to really help you overcome any differences. Um, any other thoughts? We say sorry and I forgive you a lot. I was thinking about that. A lot. Um, sometimes it's painful to say sorry <laughs> because you don't want to. <laughs> because you actually know you're wrong. <laughs> um, that's something we learned early on. To just do, not just not just to do, but to recognize that we aren't always right. I think pride cre- tries to creep in and you know control you and be your boss, but it doesn't have to be that way. You actually have control over that and the ability to choose not to be prideful, but to you know we kind of talked a little bit about humility, but I think just being able to say those words, "I'm sorry" and forgive you between your spouse, your person you're dating, you know, like it, it just puts us in check a lot. Kind of brings us back to reality and being like, okay, we're good. (laughs) I never had, I forgive you. And rarely I'm sorry in my house growing up, not because, you know, I, I grew up in a good home and, and I think it's important to say that I grew up in a good home, but I just didn't have that in the home. And and when you have unforgiveness in your home, you are, le- you are literally leaving a weed to grow that you will have to address later. You will have to address it. And, 
and you don't want to address that. It, it gets very, I mean, that thing can grow quickly and it can take over the entire inside of your home. It can be unlivable. And people are living in beautiful homes that are unlivable simply because they've never done that work of just the simple but difficult. I say it's mm-hmm. simple. It doesn't mean it's easy. Simple but difficult uh, assignment, responsibility of saying, I, I'm sorry and I forgive you. Both are important. I'm sorry to acknowledge and I, I forgive you to release. Um, really, really important. And sometimes, by the way, I don't feel like saying it. Yeah. But we do it because we know it's what's right. And one of our rules is we, we talk when we have to, not when we want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We communicate. So, and talking means, you know, communicating is talking and listening. But we talk and communicate when we have to, not when we want to. That's one of our, our things. And I think it's really helped us. Um, but, yeah, we're not marriage counselors or marriage experts or relationship no. experts. But <laughs> Definitely not. We have gone through a lot. We've gone through a lot and grown and overcome a lot of different different differences. Differences. A lot of differences. Yeah. I think something that we should always remember in this process of relationships is that um, we should just value our differences. You know, I think those are some of the things that attract us to each other in the first place. And then later down the road, we despise and hate them. But I think the more that we choose to cherish and love and embrace the differences in our spouse or our partner or whatever, that we we actually get to see them thrive and them grow and their difference actually becomes something that is beautiful to us instead of something that drives us nuts. It's a word right there. I love my wife. Thank you guys for listening. We hope that this inspires you. And um, yeah, we just hope it brings hope to relationships. We know people... That's a topic, it, you know, it doesn't have to be Valentine's Day for that to be a relevant conversation. You know, it's, it's a topic that's relevant 24-7 and relationships are really uh, a practical key to life. Um, so we want to share some of our lessons learned, so to speak, and even just things we don't know, uh, mm-hmm. but, but know are important. And, and so we hope that that inspires you. You know where to find me, um, at TJ Loeffler. You can find Savannah on my IG profile. Um, feels weird giving you my website on this kind of conversation, but you can find me <laughs> at tjluffler.com. And yeah, we just wanted to authentically hop on here and hopefully you guys got some value. Just feel free to message us if you have more questions, if you want to um, learn more about something that we were talking about. We'd love to hear from you guys.